Hello and welcome to another episode of the OM Podcast with me, Andrew Sue, your host, and brought to you by Ozark Mission Project. Thank you for listening today. This is another OM Pastor episode where my guests are former OMP college staff and others who are now pastors or in ministry, thanks in some part to their time with OMP. Today, my guest is Reverend Kathleen McMurray. First, though, I'd like to share with you an excerpt from the Silver Anniversary OMP Journal, which was compiled 10 years ago. I hope you enjoy. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 3.11 Camp 1 Like most lasting things, OMP started with a base of core values, great ideas, and some very energetic visionary people. The cornerstone churches involved were Lakewood UMC from North Little Rock, FUMC Little Rock, and Conway FUMC. The initial leadership had asked a simple question— Why are we driving out of state to serve those in need? Most had participated in Appalachian Service Project or Mountaintop for several years. Serving others seemed a natural fit, a spiritual fit, but serving Arkansans fit even better. It is generally agreed that the 1986 OMP beginning was the result of several parallel paths leading to the culmination of the original concept. At Lakewood UMC, this was probably Mary Beck, Renee Swafford, and Mark Lassiter. Mary and Renee asked their friend Laverne Cahey to join, and Alan Bruner was the primary force behind the push from Conway FUMC. Mark and Alan leveraged their existing great friendship from their Hendricks College days to bring this passionate leadership together. Most of the OMP model is patterned after Mountaintop. However, a big departure from the Mountaintop model was the use of volunteer directors and many of the other key roles at camp. To this day, most mountaintop staff are hired as full-time summer employees. Allen encouraged the use of volunteers early, and this has made a huge difference. The transformed lives of volunteers contribute greatly to the OMP ripple effect on our global community. In typical Methodist fashion, the conference and camping committee were slow to warm up to such a bold ministry. This talented leadership team forged ahead, hoping to to beg forgiveness if they were on the wrong path. However, God's hand was gently guiding them all along the way. There is also a steadfast cultural and behavioral phenomenon of the OMP leadership that continues to this day. It continues to creatively reach for new ways to improve the ministry. Just as in the beginning, all successes were celebrated and evolved while failures and are unconditionally reviewed as a learning experience. Well, my guest today is Reverend Kathleen McMurray. Kathleen is an associate pastor at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church in Little Rock, and she holds degrees from Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary. Did I get that right? Yes, yes. (laughs) And LSU. Uh, Any other degrees I don't know about? Uh, Proud Parkview High School Patriot. Very good. I think the only time that you and I have worked together as far as OMP goes is for a college staff commissioning service, and I think we helped... Bailey organize a storage unit once. Yes. uh, Yeah. Something. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds about right. (laughs) Something along that lines, but welcome to the the show, Kathleen. So glad that you could be part of this Owen Pastor podcast episode. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your family, including that little guy that lives with you. I've seen pictures of. Yes. So um, I have one brother and one sister, um, both of whom been to OMP and my brother uh, worked on college staff and worked for OMP for a while. And then um, my 
parents, uh, Jenny and Sean, uh, live here in Little Rock, and they um, they have been to camp as well. My dad's going to be on uh, volunteering for my staff that I am directing. I'm directing a camp this summer. I'm co-directing with my brother. And he actually, he's married to my sister-in-law, Kathleen Mowry, and they actually connected at OMP. They knew each other vaguely at Hendrix, but then he asked her to be on staff, and that was where they really connected. So OMP, for my family, has a great great history and um and we love it and um, i also have as far as family is concerned i live with a wonderful little guy little dog named russell he is uh seven or eight years old we're not exactly sure he was a stray when i got him and we think he's kind of a hound beagle mix of some sort but he i've become quite the dog mom and love love him and he loves people um he's not as much of a dog fan himself but but he absolutely loves people so enjoy enjoy having him in my life for sure we are boarding a dog for somebody who's in the army reserve okay and so when you say that about russell i'm thinking of biscuit she doesn't like other animals very well but she's really good with people so yep. we look forward to maybe having our own dog someday but for now she's filling filling that that oh role. yes so. well yeah it's it's great i had never had a pet before um we did not grow up with pets in my house a lot like I think my sister had a couple of hamsters maybe a gerbil um a rabbit for a little bit um my brother had fish but like we didn't really have high maintenance pets um and I I did not have any and so this is just a new adventure for me but loving it absolutely loving it well you mentioned your brother and I should also put a shout out here that he was one of the hosts of the Owen podcast too which our listeners probably know that but um I, I always like to give him a hard time about he married a woman named Kathleen it's like just easier to remember names that way so well, we also have a lot of Michaels in my family. My dad's yeah. Michael, my brother's Michael, my uncle's Michael. So we we like that name as well. We've, we've got all the Kathleen's and Michael's. So Kathleen, when did you first get involved with OMP? When I was in eighth grade, at that point, they did not have junior high camps or middle school camp. They just had, if you were completing eighth grade, you could go to camp. So when I completed eighth grade, um, that was in 2001. I might have just aged myself there. But um, when I completed eighth grade in 2001, I uh, went to my first Ozark Mission Project. My church had a strong history of going to OMP. And, um, and so I went there and it was, it was truly an incredible experience. I mean, I remember coming home and saying, wow, like poverty exists in Arkansas, <laughs> you know, to, to this extent. And I grew up in Little Rock. So also going to a more rural area of Arkansas was new for this, you know, semi-city girl. Um, having lived in Chicago, Little Rock is not a huge city, but it's certainly much more of a city than many places in Arkansas. And so seeing, oh my goodness, like folks live on dirt roads and folks um, experience all these things, but but also just that, that there is so much need um, right here in our state that all, a lot of times we think of going on mission trips is you have to go somewhere big, but that how much need there is here in Arkansas. And, and so it was, it was incredibly impactful. So you've been a camper. You've also been on college staff. Yes. So I, I've, I've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, I was a camper. Um, I think I went every year that I could, except for one. There was one summer I wasn't able to go. Um, but then I was on college staff 
for two summers. Um, and at that point, we had four different weeks of camps um, as college staffers. And so I was on college staff for two summers. And then uh, the next summer, I was on volunteer staff one week and I was a driver and, you know, did that for a couple of years um, because I was working as a youth intern. So my church needed drivers uh, or adult campers, as we call them now. I need to work on my language. But I, so I, I volunteered in that capacity. And then I also began directing camps. Um, and so I've uh, done that a number of times now um, and directed at Bear Creek a couple of times and Shoal Creek and uh, at Cornerstone uh, in Jonesboro, uh, where I served as the pastor for three years. And so um, also directed a camp up there. So directing is kind of what I've fallen into now. And then I also um, have had the amazing privilege to be on the program committee at OMP, helping to plan some of the programming. Um, and then most recently, um, I've had the the wonderful honor and privilege of uh, serving on the board. I absolutely love it as a former youth minister who is now a pastor, uh, to see pastors like you that are still staying involved with youth and still staying involved with OMP, as I'm trying to do as well by hosting this and hope to be on a, on a staff again someday or something like that. Well, it's, I mean, it's just, it's so, so near and dear to my heart. So what were some of the lessons that you've learned with your time with OMP? Oh goodness. There are so many <laughs> lessons that I have learned. I've certainly learned uh, lessons about, about the privileges that I have, right? I mentioned, you know, stepping into other people's homes and saying, oh my goodness, you know, I've, I've never had to stress about this. I've never been in a wheelchair. I've never had a family member lose a job because a factory closed in their town. Um, and so, you know, recognizing just um, the privilege that I have, that's something that, that I've certainly learned um, through, through serving in various areas of the state. Um, I've also learned about the power of community and resilience, um, that in, in so many of these places, um, it's just amazing to see, because as um, when we go into communities, OMP partners with organizations that are already in place there, right? Um, so the areas, the area agencies on aging, um, different community organizations, and um, to see the people in those communities um, that are serving and that are seeking to help, you know, their communities, you know, Miss Smith down the road, we've known her for years, Miss Miss Smith does this, and, uh, and, and, and so learning about community, community resilience, and just the passion and the care um, that people in so many of these communities have for each other is beautiful and that and that they have the drive to help um, one another. It's just that so often they don't have the resources. Um, and so for for OMP to be able to step in and say, you know, we would like to help you help your community, I think is is beautiful um, that it's not just us coming in and doing things, but that that partnership with local um, local persons and local communities, I think, is really really powerful. And um, I've also just learned to never, how do I phrase this, um, to not underestimate youth, <laughs> right? Um, I There's a story from one of the years that I was on college staff um, that I tell often, and there was a youth that was there and that was in my major group that 
he had some major trouble focusing and you just, we've all been to camp. We know that kids have, you know, that some, some youth have short attention spans and he seemed to have the shortest of the shortest attention span. And he just seemed to not be paying attention. He seemed to not get anything out of it. Like, you know, I think he got more paint on himself than he got on the house. I mean, it was just one of those situations. And um, there was a night at worship that, uh, that summer we had foot washing. And um, so as the major group leader, I washed the feet of my youth. And, and when it got to him, he said, I, I would like to serve. I, I would like to wash your feet. And it was just, okay. So <laughs> I had written you off as not understanding and getting any of this, but clearly, clearly you did. And, and that, that just to never underestimate youth, you know, they have, you know, people talk about the youth of the future, the youth of the present, the youth have so much to lead and to teach us. And, um, I think I've, I've learned so many lessons from OMP. That story almost sounds like John 13. I think it is in reverse, you know, where Jesus washes the disciples feet and then comes to Simon Peter and says, no, I need to wash your feet because they didn't get it. But it seems like this this young person right. did did finally get it. Right, absolutely. Well, and I mean, you know, that was that was the scripture lesson for that night, you know, at right. worship. And it's like, oh no, you're you're really paying attention. Like you 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 get the point of this whole service thing. So no, it was it was definitely an amazing. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Um, on a related note, how has OMP influenced your ministry today? Oh goodness, uh, hugely. I grew up in church, and I grew up, you know, wanting to be a part of church. Church was always something that was very important to me. And when I was 12, we had our first female pastor at my church. So I first saw like, oh my goodness, this is something that I could do. (laughs) Um, My dad's Catholic and we went to both churches. And so really like having a a woman leading a church was something that I had never seen before. And so that was really exciting. And I thought for a little bit briefly, you know, oh, this, this could be something cool that I could do someday. To, to be like Pastor Jeannie, but I never, I, I kind of went away f- from that direction and decided I wanted to pursue, pursue theater, pursue acting. And so I pursued that and went to major in theater in college. But then while I was on college staff that first summer, during my last camp of the summer, my camp director was Mark Lassiter and college staff will take different nights during the week to offer the message based on the scriptures for those days. And I had never preached. There was a, and I can't even remember what the scripture was. It might have been something about stepping out of the boat. It was something though about calling and about answering the call. That was the theme. And I had not wanted to preach on it all summer. I had shied away from that. And so the last camp of the summer, Mark Lassiter said, Kathleen, I think that you need to speak on the night on calling. I think you need to talk Tuesday night. I think you have something to tell us. And so I am a huge rule follower and I like to please people. And so (laughs) I said, of course, I will absolutely do this. And as I was preparing for my message that night on calling, it was very clear to me in that moment that I needed to answer my own call, like that I I couldn't preach about this without actually, you know, accepting the call that God wanted. So it was at Ozark, it was at OMP that I accepted my call to ministry, and so that's that's huge. <laughs> it wow. has a huge part of my my calling and and my pastoral work. And I think one of the things that always was was such a part of why I loved OMP was that 
the church being active, the church taking a role in people's lives, right? Mm -hmm. We're seeking to serve. We're seeking to take the church outside of the building um, and experience love in action. And that idea and that goal for ministry is also a huge part of my calling, that, that we are extending love beyond the walls of the church. And um, so that that continues to be a huge part of, of my ministry as well. What beautiful stories you're sharing. And to hear hear your call story is, is excellent. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so you've, you've shared a lot of meaningful stories. How about any funny stories from OMP? Oh, OMP has so many funny stories. So one summer, um, and I don't know, it's funny at the time, uh, or it's funny now, it was not funny at the time. When I was directing a camp at Bear Creek once, we had a day that everything went wrong. I mean it just seemed like everything was going wrong. So I was obviously directing this camp. And in that one day, um, we had one of our staff members that got hit on the head with a two by four and had to get stitches. Um, my sister was on staff. She was volunteering and um, her car ran off the road and flipped. So she had a car accident. There was nice. another college staffer that backed into a tree um, that same day. There was another situation where someone, a, a group tried to use a, a saw. One of the youth tried to use a saw on a cement block um, and that ended up going everywhere um, and like a piece of cement like hit somebody in the head. Wow. So I was just continually getting calls just over and over and over. Um, and there was one, and I, I can't even remember which call it was where one of my college staffers says, so I've got something to tell you. And I just had to laugh. I had to say, it's just, that's the day. <laughs> um, it's, it's just that, that kind of thing where at the end of the day, I said, I have to laugh because if I, I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. But you know, it, it turned out fine. Nobody was hurt, which, you know, other than some stitches on the top of somebody's head. And, uh, and we ended up all, all ended up well, but, but I remember back, you know, when I'm having a rough day, I remember back on that and say, you know, everything will turn out okay. Like it, it will be fine. And I ended up getting text messages from other directors, OMP directors at other camps saying, so I heard you guys had a crazy Tuesday. We ended up again, laughing about it later. I just, I don't know that that is super funny, but, um, but it was something that I, I had to laugh about. Well, it is interesting how those things do mix together in life where it seemed like almost a tragic, horrible day. And yet you do exactly that. You, you laugh about it later right. and see how God was still moving despite nothing going according to plan. Right. And, and, you know, God was certainly still moving my, my, my sister, I still look back on that and say, I don't know how she was not hurt or injured and you know and she it was started raining and she was able to walk you know to a farmhouse that was nearby and she's like I'm with this organization called Ozark Mission Project can I stand in your you know under your carport and uh you know people were very kind and God God has a way you know of being in it all um it's it's just that sometimes we're so focused on the negative that we don't we don't see that well you shared about i think you said her name was pastor Jeannie that showed you a woman could be in ministry yes and uh, mark lassiter also kind of pushed you 
towards your calling. Um, any other people who have been a big influence in your life that you'd like to share about? Well, my parents are a huge influence. Um, I mentioned that my dad is Roman Catholic. My mom is Methodist. And growing up, one of the gifts that they gave to us children was that we went to both churches every week, pretty much growing up. And that they showed us this example of not having to adhere to the same doctrine to serve and live together in faith. And so that that passion for diversity of belief, um, diversity of doctrine, and serving in love with people who believe different things than we do, than I do, that that's a huge part of my life and my passions and my ministry um, is that, you know, diversity and thought is a good thing. And um, I remember sitting down with family, we'd have family discussions about the sermons for Sunday. And, you know, well, the priest interpreted the scripture this way, but the pastor at the Methodist church interpreted the scripture this way. And what can we learn from both of these people? And um, having some, you know, just wonderful eye-opening discussions um, in regards to that. I think that that that's a huge gift um, that my parents gave me. And that certainly has influenced my life and my ministry in, in huge ways. Another person that um, has, that was a huge influence, I was blessed with two well, three really, um, amazing mentors for different ministry opportunities that I had. My Brent McClenigan was the pastor that I served under while I was serving at a church and seminary. He was just such a wonderful mentor and taught me so much about ministry as I was just starting out. My site supervisor, when I went, I went to Thailand for nine months during seminary, and my site supervisor at my internship in Thailand was named Promote Amnoy, and he was just amazing, and his allowing me to have that experience there in Thailand was just phenomenal um, and seeing what Christianity and his perspective of Christianity looks like in such a different setting was unbelievable and an incredible opportunity that I'm so thankful for. And then Mark McDonald was my senior pastor when I was serving at my first appointment here in Arkansas. I was uh, an associate and he was a senior pastor at Grace United Methodist Church. And he taught me, again, just so much about church and about my capacity for ministry. And as I became a senior pastor, he helped me so much with that transition and was a great sounding board for what that, what that might look like. I thank you for sharing about that as I'm not sure when this will air Kathleen exactly. (laughs) If you you call it airing on a podcast, I'm not sure, (laughs) but there are just so many mentors that we have. And for those of you who who don't know, Kathleen is on the committee doing the ordination service this year when I'm, I'm going to be ordained this year. And so I think about so many people I could have asked to put the stole on me and it's hard to choose in a lot of ways, but ended up with Dee Dee Autry, who kind of gave me the chance to be a pastor for the first time transitioning out of youth ministry. So I love that hearing those stories. Well, and I think, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about OMP as well, Andrew, is that Mm -hmm. that mentorship piece, it comes so naturally in OMP that you have so many people that you've grown up with this organization. It's like, you know, somebody's getting ordained or somebody is going to seminary. It's like, oh my gosh, like they, they were at camp with me. I remember them when, when Lauren Delano came into the conference, I, I saw that she she had been on college staff at OMP and I reached out to her and said, Hey, I was on college staff too. And 
we began just this incredible friendship um, from that. And so the connections, the mentoring capacity that ONP has, it's, it is just such a gift um, to the people of the Arkansas Annual Conference and, and all those who participate because we are expanding into other, there are other church groups from other other conferences, other areas that are coming now. And I just, it's, it's such a gift. That connection is, it's such a great. And, and it's neat how we can be mentored and also be a mentor. It's just incredible. I'm thinking another shout out to the person who started the Owen podcast, Alyssa Burleson was in my youth group at Lakewood. And then you've got Leah and Lexi. So just to call out the whole family is ultimately doing some sort of ministry now. Right. And I like well, to think in some ways, maybe I had a part in that, but more often than not, I typically say that they taught me everything I know, you know, so right. that it's, they it's, mentor us back in so many ways. It's so wonderful. And Alyssa, yeah, shout out to Alyssa. Um, I, I was her uh, candidacy mentor mm. um, as well, but of course I knew her from OMP and ended up, I needed an interim children's minister when I was serving in Jensboro when she was finishing up her education at ASU and I called her up and I said, Alyssa, you know, you want to, you want to come over and work for me for a few months and I'll help you like prep for seminary. And, and she, you know, she was so happy to do that. And another, you know, connection that OMP made and um, our church. And I was so thankful uh, for her. And like you said, she ended up teaching me a lot in that as well. Well, I was picking up on something earlier. You said, I didn't realize your dad was Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, So for our listeners, this is a theology nerd alert. Um, I like whenever I meet Catholics, I tend to say, well, we're Methodist, so we're half Catholic. You know, we talk about that via Medea, the the middle way that we're we're somewhere as Methodists, somewhere between Catholic and Protestant. We we hold both of those things. So sorry, that was an aside note. I'm not sure where that came from. Well, no, my dad's Catholic and um and my sister actually decided to be uh confirmed in the Catholic Church as well. Um and so yeah, we've got a, a blended family and right. and it's awesome. It's it's great to uh to to be able to again you know see how we can be people of faith and serve alongside each other and love each other and Mm -hmm. even debate about faith and still have that connection and that's that's how things are speaking of mentors this is kind of a fun question that that deals with that a little bit if you could mentor yourself like if you could go back and tell a a younger kathleen something what would you tell her and and would she listen (laughs) oh oh that's good well um Kathleen has always been a rule follower, so she would and a people pleaser, so she would definitely try to um, do that. But um, but if if I were to have to go back and tell myself something, I I would say um, to try and not worry so much about what people think. That I have always been so I have always been so concerned. I'm a I don't know if you've done enneagram work, Andrew, but I'm I'm a one on the enneagram, and so um, and then that dependent stance. So care a lot about what people think. I want to uh, do really well at everything. I'm a perfectionist. And so to, to give myself grace, I think is the biggest thing um, that I would go back and tell my younger self to give, to give myself grace. I was always so stressed out about school and always so stressed out about juggling all the hats that I would, you know, all the things that I was trying to do and do the best that I could. And that's great. It's great to do the best that you can, but it's also important to have grace with yourself. And so I don't know if I would listen, um, but (laughs) to answer your second, the second part of your question, 
because that's something that I still struggle with is, is having grace um, for myself. I, that's my, my year, my word for the year is grace, particularly in the midst of COVID and coming out of COVID and trying to have grace for myself and everyone else as we're all struggling in a different landscape than we ever thought we might be living in. But but that, that's something I would at least try to impart on my younger self. Yeah. And I am familiar with the Enneagram. Um, I'm a recovering people pleaser myself, <laughs> uh, but I struggle with it as a nine, which is the peacemaker yeah. because I'm all about, can't we all figure out how to get along? Can't <laughs> we figure out how to like each other in a world where that's a huge struggle? Yeah. So I, under, I understand some of that. Well, um, OMP's mission is to transform lives through worship, fellowship, and hands-on mission. But a lot of folks can't necessarily go out and paint a house or build a wheelchair ramp today. Can you give our listeners maybe one practical thing that they could do today even, or this week to serve their neighbor? Listen to a story. We all have stories and we all want to share our stories. I think we all want to feel like our stories and our lives are meaningful. And sometimes due to a myriad of reasons, whether people are lonely or whether they are aging or whether they just have been silent for a while and don't feel like their stories matter. And so, you know, call, give somebody a phone call and say, you know, why don't you tell me, tell me what's most important to you and why, or tell me your favorite memory. I mean, just asking, asking some of those questions, particularly if you have grandparents or we've been talking about mentors, people that are meaningful in your life, asking them about their lives, or, you know, just if somebody seems to be having a hard day, you can say, tell me about it. I I want to listen. And, and truly listening, um, because I think so often we want to share our own stories, um, and sometimes we don't truly listen to the stories of others. But mm. uh, I think that that's really important, and that's a lesson I learned at OMP as well, that so much of what we do is connecting with the neighbors, and we are completing projects, but it's so much more than that. And some of the most memorable moments I've had at OMP were when we just would sit down, the neighbor would make us some iced tea, and we would sit down, and um, they would tell us about their life and about their grandchildren and about their struggles and how they got to where they were. And they were so appreciative to have someone who cared enough to sit and listen in this fast-paced world that we live in. And so I think listening, I also think that if we could actually listen to one another and try and appreciate the perspectives and where people are coming from that are different than us and think differently than us, um, I think that the world could be a better place as well. You make me think of, and we could almost um, call this the Kathleen McMurray slash uh, shout out episode. Um, (laughs) We have a colleague of ours, uh, James Cherlog, who I was talking to him once about, um, and, and I don't mean this as critical of people who do it, but who will go to a coffee shop or a brewery or, or wherever else and put up a sign that says free prayer. Mm-hmm. He goes, don't do that. That, that. You might as well say, hey, I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian, wh- whatever that may look like. Instead, what he does is say, we'll buy you a cup of coffee for a story, which I think is really good. I'm not sure if that's exactly how he phrases it or if he always goes in and puts up a sign, but just as a pastor that he intentionally spends time in the coffee shop or he spends time out there working on whatever he is working on or reading and studying. I think that's, that's really, really good stuff. Well, and getting to know people's stories. I mean, mm-hmm. that I, Jesus did that too, right? You know, from a theological yeah. perspective, from a pastoral perspective, it was all about people's stories. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite Bible stories is the woman at the well. And in that moment, you know, Jesus receives 
her hurts and receives her story, you know, without judgment. And he already knew it, but invites her into that conversation and, and offers her this incredible gift to not only share her story, but then to share his story. And she goes to become an evangelist and tell about Jesus, you know, but it started with, with that meeting her where she was and, and receiving her story. And I just, I think that that's such a gift um, that we can, we can give to others is to listen. And I, I have to think that Jesus, of course, was a master storyteller with the parables. Right. And I've got to think that those come out of stories that he actually witnessed or was a part of. I just, right. I'm convinced of that. Or was told, right? I mean, you know, so much of the religious tradition at that time was oral mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, I'm sure that I can imagine Mary sitting down and like telling him stories before he goes to bed, right? But, but, you know, that he heard, that he experienced, that he witnessed, absolutely. And, and stories that he heard from others. I just, I, storytelling is, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown and she's had a lot recently um, in her work about storytelling and I really, really wonderful. Yeah. Well, speaking of stories, I mean, we've interacted here and there throughout the years, but um, it's been great to hear more of your story. So thanks for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Um, So here's kind of a classic wrap up question for OMP. Uh, Typically sharing in the evening often involves some sort of question like this. Kathleen, how have you seen God lately? In so many ways. I have seen God. I think the biggest way that I've seen God is the way that I have seen people coming together here recently um, to to work to solve to work through this health crisis <laughs> mm-hmm. and to work through so many of the struggles that we're experiencing because of that health crisis. Right, both the physical, but also the mental and the spiritual. There's so much that has come out of this year that. That has just caused people to hurt. And I have seen God and all the people that are trying to help, um, right? It wasn't it Mr. Rogers that said, you know, you look for the helpers uh, in a disaster. And I think that's where I've seen God recently is all the helpers, all of the, the scientists and the doctors and nurses, um, healthcare professionals that are working so hard uh, to try and help with that. I have seen God in all of the organizations that are seeking to care for people's mental health (laughs) and spiritual health. We ourselves um, are opening up some, some new, we're in the process of opening up some new small groups to help with folks that are dealing with grief and kind of struggles that have come out of this in particular. And then just all of the people that are just realizing how connected we are. I mean, I think that's something that, that as people of faith, we know where we, we profess to believe anyway, we hear that in the Bible, right? That, that we are deeply connected to all who are God's creatures, uh, that we are deeply connected to those around the world. But so many times we get in our own little isolated bubbles, um, but we've learned throughout this year how deeply connected we are. And I think people have come to have such an appreciation for connection in ways that we didn't before that we took for granted. And I think I see God in, in that and the connecting and families reconnecting and holding sacred um, moments of moments and times with grandparents and with aunts and uncles and with family that we just, we did not, that we took for granted before. And I've seen, I've seen God in a lot of uh, just really a lot of gratitude in regards to connection for sure. Kathleen, if anybody would like to connect with you, how could they go about doing that? 
Well, I have um, Facebook and Instagram, and you can follow me on there. Um, on Facebook, I am at Kathleen McMurray one, and on Instagram, I am just at Kathleen McMurray. Um, you can also email me, um, Kathleen dot McMurray at arunc dot org. And um, so, yeah, any of those ways, I keep that stuff um, updated. And uh, yeah, would love to connect. And you can see her online and TV because Pulaski Heights still has a television. Yes, so yes, we do. Although um, I'm the primary preacher in the contemporary service, so I'm okay. not I'm not on television as much anymore. Um, but but yes, yeah, so uh, Plasky Heights is on uh, KATV every Sunday at 10:30, and then I am uh, I'm on I'll be in worship at Pulaski Heights every yeah every week. We're online, um, and we also have daily words. Uh, we do a daily devotional on Facebook oh, and YouTube yeah. uh, at Plasky heights and so uh you can see me on there too offering some some daily devos so uh, follow us at plasky height <laughs> and kathleen i have um somebody who in my church who is from the uk originally so sometimes i find myself saying things having had conversations with him that i wouldn't usually say so i just want to say thank you and this has been delightful it has been delightful thank you so much andrew i love i love i love the brits they have this wonderful ways of praising things I remember going out to coffee with him once and afterwards he, he, he wanted to order my coffee for me because it was something particular he wanted me to try. And afterwards in listening with him and talking with him, I go, thank you. This was delightful. Or this was lovely. I think lovely. it was like, I never lovely. talk that way, but anyway, it was lovely. <laughs> it was lovely. Thanks so much, Andrew. Thanks, Kathleen. Thanks for listening to the Owen Podcast today. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to let others know about it. For more information about OMP, including how to get involved, support this ministry, register for camp, and more, go to ozarkmissionproject.org. If you would like to be a guest or know someone who would make a good guest, contact me at andrew.suite at arumc.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.